Hello, my name is Scott Bradley and this is Scott Scott Podcast. I'm joined by Ben Baker. Ben, how are we? I'm good, Scott. Thanks for you. I'm very well, mate. I'm very well. And uh, we've got a lot to talk about on this episode, Ben. Uh, a lot uh, happened over the weekend there. A lot of uh, exciting football. Um, but I think we should kick off the show by talking about the big news. Alex McLeish, the new Scotland manager. Um, I'm very happy with this. Uh, it's received a lot of negative response. Uh, from a lot of the Tartan army, but uh, what do you think of it? Uh, I'm quite neutral on, uh, on the appointment to Donnelly. Um, it gave Scotland, you know, trouble and all best victories and all that. Also, he's an experienced manager. He knows he knows the national team, so I'm yeah. optimistic. I think he'll be. I think he's got a good chance of doing well. I don't see why not. I don't see who. I don't see any better managers out there that could take the job. So I'm happy enough again. Yeah, I'm very happy with it, mate, because see, when you look at Alex McLeish's uh, win ratio with Scotland, it's 70%. That's better than the, the previous uh, five managers of uh, Scotland. Uh, so, yeah, I'm very happy with that point Alex McLeish, because Alex McLeish has got a great pedigree. He's got a fantastic CV. He won uh, league titles with Rangers, won Scottish Cups, League Cups. Um, he won the English League Cup with uh, Birmingham. Uh, he got Birmingham promoted to the Premier League. The guy is a good manager. He's a winner. And I think it's a very smart appointment from the SFA. It's a safe pair of hands. Um, if I'm being honest, I'm quite surprised the SFA didn't approach Steve Clark. I think Steve Clark would have been a good shout. But I'm very happy with Alex McLeish, honestly. Because my counter-argument to people saying, oh, why are we going for Alex McLeish? It's no imagination. Well... Who else realistically out there could be a got? To say Steve Clark knocked his back, right? Which I think he would have, right? But I don't think there was any I don't think there was any harm in asking Steve Clark, you know. But when you look out there, right, when you look uh, to when you look out there and say, right, who can do a better job than Alex McLeish? He, like there's no one really out there realistically, you know? And I think it's a, a very smart appointment, honestly. And I think with Alex McLeish as Scotland manager I think we've got a great chance uh, for qualify, qualifying for the Euros uh, in 2020 I really do and um, what about you Ben? Uh, I think it's probably our best chance better chance than Alex McLeish as a manager than whoever yeah. Yeah. but Gordon Stratton as well is mm-hmm. awful in that menu. yeah because Alex McLeish as I just said great CV he's got pedigree he's a winner He's, yeah, and also, just mention this one as well, he actually took Rangers to the last 16, I think it was 2005 or 6, 2006 I think it was, yeah, he took Rangers to the last 16, so the guy, is a safe pair of hands, very happy with it, so yeah, enough about uh, that, I wish Alex McLeish all the very best, and we'll uh, speak about Celtic, um, we'll move on to Celtic just now, um, Celtic, we'll speak a bit about uh, Celtic and Zenit, um, Celtic beat Zenit 1-0 in Europa League, uh, and uh, yeah, it was a fantastic performance from Celtic all round, uh, what did you make of the game Ben? Uh, well, I was very happy, uh, you know, we actually dominated Zenit, and there was a lot of Celtic fans, football fans, you know, anticipating, well, expecting Zenit to come to Celtic Park and uh, get the win, uh, just, you know, walk Celtic, some people were saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't expect that. I thought Celtic would. I thought it would be a good game. I thought it would be a, would do a lot of battle on, but mm-hmm. uh, it, it wasn't really. I thought Celtic done really well. They had a lot more shots. So you know, handled the possession really well. So mm-hmm. you know, it's still a team where we players out as well. You know, mm-hmm. uh, still a, a bit of a battle Celtic team. Celtic done really well. They play against Zenit. A good, a good result. Uh, and I think some Celtic fans who are Better hand off for a one nil one in the first leg. Um, yeah, I thought. Uh, I like it was. I thought Celtic played some really good stuff. Um, and a lot of Celtic fans were saying that was Celtic's best performance this season. Um, yeah, credit to Celtic. They kept a clean sheet, which was uh, very important, and they obviously won the tie. Uh, won the first leg. Sorry. So, but the thing is, though, um, as good as uh, even though that's a fantastic performance from Celtic. That was Zenit's first game in three months. That was our first competitive game in three months. And you can tell they were rusty. You can tell the match uh, sharpness was not up to speed. And uh, next week, though, it's going to be tough. Uh, I said that was a good result for Celtic. But second leg, they've still got it all to do. Celtic's away form in Europe is really poor. And it's going to be a tough ask. Celtic's away form in Europe under Brendan Rodgers is 
getting better. Uh, he seems to be getting results away from home, even against Man City. It's Rogers' home form in Europe has been has been pretty poor. We've still managed to. I don't think they've. I don't think they've won a a home game, and obviously I don't think they've won a home game in Champions League under Rodgers, have they? No, they haven't. No, no, they haven't. No, um, but obviously they've only won one game in the Champions League under Brendan Rodgers, and that was against Anderlecht. Um, but they still we no not even like Celtic's away form in Europe in general, even before Brendan Rodgers was really poor. So even though they beat Anderlecht this season three 0 great result. But apart from that result, away from home they're not. Good away from home in Europe, but next week though. We've never been good away from home in Europe, but definitely, Brendan Rodgers has, um, you know, passed passed on that. I think Uh, we've got a good chance with Brendan Rodgers. We had away from in Europe because it's been better than previous managers. Uh, I think we're in Russia now. We won a bit. It's part of Moscow, so. (laughs) See, um, for example, like see if Celtic play the way they did against Zenit on uh, Thursday night, they've got every chance of going through. Absolutely, but see to like if if I was Brendan Rodgers, I would like shut up shop, park the bus, go defensive. That's what I would do. I would hold on to that lead because it's far too risky for him to go out and play like the way he would in the, the SPFL it's far too risky because you've seen what he did he done that against PSG of course PSG and Zenit two totally different teams but you've seen what he done against teams like PSG etc where he would play open expansive football and it would not work where he would try to like go he would try to press PSG and try and get goals which that is not the right move to do if I were Brendan Rodgers 100% part of the bus shut up shop and play defensive or even play the counter attacking game that's what I would do they have every chance absolutely um, but that's all I was just saying I think Rodgers needs to be uh, realistic and be a bit smarter than he has been in the past so he, he should either go counter attacking or uh, like part of the bus or just like that's what I was saying shut up shop that's what he should do um, so yeah great result for Celtic against Zenit uh, but they've still got a lot to do next week so Ben how do you see that one going against Zenit like, give me a score prediction for that one I'm going to say Zenit will win 2-1 and Celtic I think will go through on the Celtic will go through on away goals that's what I think will uh, actually happen so yeah it'll be interesting to see what will happen but um, yeah we'll move on from uh, Zenit game and we'll speak about uh, Celtic and St Johnson Celtic drew with uh, St Johnson on Sunday and I think Brendan Rodgers made 7 changes am I right? 7 changes he made for that game against St Johnson? Noticed that as well, but yeah, it was, it was not. A, it was a very flat performance from Celtic. It was the last time Celtic played in uh, St Johnson at Parkhead. It was a very identical performance uh, from the one on Sunday. There, it was very similar. It was not. It was very flat. Celtic very sluggish in their play. The tempo was very low. It wasn't the slick football that Celtic would usually play. Um, but Celtic were really struggling to break down St Johnson uh, in the game. St Johnson defended fantastically well and remember last week on the podcast me and you were talking about how St Johnston were in a really bad way but I think this could yeah. maybe give them a big lift getting a point at Parkhead for the t- uh, second time this season yeah well St Johnston fans will hope so um, you know, despite a poor Celtic performance you can't take away from the fact that Johnston 
deserve praise for getting the point. Yeah. Uh, you know, against the against Celtic. So yeah. You know, hopefully St John's fans will be hoping that it'll, it's a turnaround they need. Uh, but mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. Yeah, it was. I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, St John's were very well organised, very very well drilled uh, throughout the game, and just uh, like like honestly, like Celtic at times they didn't know what to do, they didn't know how to break uh, St Johnson down. They were lacking imagination, uh, so they were, and it, full credit to Tommy Knight there because remember what he came out and said the other week. I think it was right after um, it might be when Kamarnock beat them. I, I can't remember who beat them. It might be Mother. I'm not too sure. Uh, it was Manuel actually, where um, Tommy Knight came out and said, we're not competing for the top six anymore, we're in a dogfight to stay in this league. And yeah. yeah, and that was I think that can be a big lift for St Johnson, it really can. And we just need to wait and see uh, how they'll uh, kick on from this. But I would say a point is a fair result. I think Rogers even came out and said that a point and on reflection of the game was fair enough. Um, in the last 20 minutes of the, the game, I thought St. Johnson were the better team, though. Uh, would you agree? Yeah, uh, well, I think that uh, both teams had spells, And so, of course, St. Johnson didn't really cause the goalkeeper a lot of problems, but in the last 20 minutes, I felt as though St. Johnson were playing some decent stuff. And, of course, um, Celtic had a big game on uh, Thursday night there, and they made some changes. And uh, I think this has been an ongoing occurrence for Celtic this season uh, in the league where they would have a game midweek, and then at the weekend they would have a game, then they would drop points. So I don't... Moussa Dembele's form this season even though he's been injured quite a bit but what do you make of it? Because a lot of Celtic fans have just really went off him a lot. I haven't went off him I still, I still like him. Uh, it, I think I, I think the way I see it is that he's not Griffiths, yeah, Edward, like there's Edward Griffiths, uh, Dembele, yeah, as you were saying, like there's a lot of competition, uh, like and obviously for the for uh, to play up front, a lot of competition there, and yeah, that's what that's what you need though, you need that, but you know, I think it just shows you though, like last season Dembele was like with massive clubs like Manchester United, Chelsea, etc. And now, like, we just seen in January, he was like me, teams like Brighton, Stoke, like, not the, the yeah. calibre of clubs that were like me on last season, and, you know, so, yeah, it's, I think maybe in the summer I could see Celtic cashing in on uh, Dembele, um, but as you were saying, like, he needs some more game time to get his match uh, sharpness up, and that is pivotal for a striker, uh, so it is. And uh, anything else you want to add on uh, Celtic and St. Johnson, mate? this season compared to last season yeah, yeah. 100% and uh, a, a wee thing on that one as well um, when obviously when you were talking about that uh, moment there in the game where uh, Scott Sinclair scored the ball to Edward and then Edward just kind of 
made a mess of it. Credit to St Johnson though, as soon as uh, the St Johnson player made that mistake and then Sinclair uh, pounced on it, the St Johnson uh, players just ran back so, so quickly and they got in positions, they got in the right positions right away and they made, like, they really, pre- like, put a lot of pressure on Edward and they just didn't know what to do. So, as we're saying, uh, before we move on, so uh, credit St Johnson, a well in point, St Johnson were terrific defensively, Celtic a bit flat, but then of course she, but, but oh, another one as well before we move on, we see when you look at the players that were in that team, the players like Sinclair, Edward, etc. When you look at those kind of players that are in the team, right, they should, I think there's enough quality in that team to be beating St Johnson at home, don't you agree? mention this one as well before we go it's just these wee things that keep coming in my head there um, what do you make of uh, Jack Henry so far I know it's I know it's still early early doors but what do you make when you see him potentially being a top player for Celtic well hopefully um, it's good to see you know boys come up but uh, I've not really seen a lot of him to, to you know the player that young player I have been impressed by so far is Christoph Asia I think he had a good season at Kilmarnock last season. Uh, you know, he's, took, he's seized his opportunity to get into the Celtic team. You know, he's took that opportunity very well and he, he has been impressive. He's impressive against Zenit as well. Uh, mm. So, yeah, I'm not sure what I make of Henry yet, but. Uh, it's still early doors. He's got potential, um, so we just need to wait and see how he does. Because a great player for Dundee, so still early doors. Just need to wait and see. Uh, so, uh, Kilmarnock uh, beat Motherwell 1 0 at. Uh, Fur Hill and you know Fur Hill, sorry, a Fur Park. Um, yeah, and Kilmarnock, the the juggernaut continues to go on. Ben, Kilmarnock, another three points in the bag. That's a uh, three wins in one week uh, for Kelly. And um, what do you make of the game? It wasn't a spectacular Kilmarnock performance, but they dug in, clean sheet and three points. Yeah, I don't think it was a. I didn't think it was a spectacular performance either, but I thought it was quite a good competition. It was really enjoyable to watch. You know, um, both teams. You know, went for it. It was fairly even game. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, it was, it was an even game, uh, but it was definitely a good competition. You know, in the middle of the table, uh, Kamarnock was really happy. Mullerwell uh, should rightfully be disappointed, but Kamarnock was a team in form. Yep. You know, and Mullerwell are going to need to try and hit form if they want to finish above Kamarnock this season. Exactly, yeah, and I felt like like Kamara yet again, very well organised uh, in the midfield in the midfield, and they're just like in the midfield in general, they're just so they're like this teams really struggle there, uh, that in that mid, uh, in that area of the park, that's where teams really struggle against Kamara, and what a strike that was from Stephen O'Donnell, tremendous strike. Oh, yeah, it was, and I would say towards the end of the game, I felt as though <laughs> Kamarok uh, were quite fortunate to say the least. They uh, cut Broadfoot, uh, basically was <laughs> just ragdolled uh, the Motherwell player down to the ground. Um, what do you think? Uh, it was a stonewall penalty for me, in my opinion. Oh, it's a penalty. I would probably agree. I think that was that was penalty. I think they got they got very lucky. Oh yeah, they did indeed, mate. But. Yeah, that's Kamara. That win moved Kamara up and up to like move them into the top six, and yeah, they're just they're, they're flying right now. And I feel as though I'm repeat myself every single week now. Steve Clark, what more can you say? He's just been, uh, like oh, just a complete uh, revelation for Kamara. Just been outstanding, totally transformed them about. Oh yeah. Yeah. So do you think? And um, we're talking about this in sports. And do you think there's a chance Kamara could be? In contention for a European uh, place this season? Uh, I, I, I'm unsure. Uh, we'll see how, you know, the, the rest of the season, obviously we'll see how the rest of the season goes, but I don't know if we're, you know, 
like the slow start to the season might uh, affect that. You know, Hearts are still, you know, still got a lot of depth compared to Kilmarnock and, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't understand that, but I don't see them finishing above Hibs. Um, no, I don't see that happening at all. Kilmarnock, like, they do have two games in hand, right? So, I don't see them finish above Hibs, but at best, I think the be- I think maybe I think maybe fifth maybe but I think it'll be quite interesting between Hearts and Kilmarnock because Kilmarnock obviously in form right now Hearts are in form I think they've only Hearts have only lost one game in the last fifteen so yeah it's going to be interesting but I think Kilmarnock are a safe prediction for the top six I think that's safe to say um, yeah but that's the thing with Kilmarnock not a spectacular performance but they dig in and they get the three points. And what more could you want? So, yeah, even uh, Stephen Robertson after the game, the Mullerwell manager, was like, yeah, like, even though, like, Mullerwell probably dominate possession, but he was basically saying, yeah, come out, they dug in, got the three points. Yeah. So, but... But so, as you were saying, uh, with Kilmarnock, uh, two games in hand, and, you know, the form we've been in, and the form we keep talking about, and how good they've been, they've been playing against top teams, mm-hmm. you know, Celtic Rangers... And you know, I think I'm pretty sure one of the games in hand anyways against St. Johnson, who, mm-hmm. uh, you know, apart from Celtic has always been very poor, so mm-hmm. I just need to be careful if, it, if we don't want uh, Kilmarnock finishing above them, they shouldn't be dropping points against Ross County. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I know we'll get to that. Yeah. And obviously, like Kamara always lined up with four, they lined up with four four two against Motherwell. And I was just as I was just saying there in the midfield, that's where they really dominate that midfield battle. They always seem to win it. And and Chris Boyd, we spoke about him before. Chris Boyd is really just looks like a totally different player under uh, Steve Clark. And even though Chris Boyd didn't get a goal at the weekend, he just contributes so much. Like like he just roughens up defenders, links up play well. And he just looks totally different. Um, so, yeah, credit to Kamara and great three points. Nadia Chiefji, though, we were speaking about him last week. And we were saying that, obviously, he got a goal last week. Uh, or a couple, week, a couple weeks ago, sorry. Um, he got a goal a couple weeks ago. And well, he, he got subbed off uh, with 20 minutes to go. He didn't have a great game, did he? Uh, no, you know, never, never had a lot to do. And, you know, you didn't see him, you know, Try to take any chances or, or yeah. that, but you know, as you were saying, Kamala could a good team, could a really good form, good market to be a lot of goals anyway. So, yeah, I don't think he'll be judged too harshly again in this game, mm-hmm. but we, we know Chris Wood had a game from Motherwell at the end of the day, so mm. you know, Chris will be a good team. Should be coming up for him, but at the same time. And yeah, overall, first half was a non-event. But in the second half, though, what a fantastic free kick from Kyle Lafferty, eh, Ben. Uh, oh no, it was excellent to find the bottom corner. So it was a really exciting free kick. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I was very interested, wasn't it? You know that that goal sort of opened up the game and made it a bit more interesting as well. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Ross County, I felt as though when Hearts uh, scored the goal. Ross County started to wake up a bit, started to liven up, and uh, they had a chance with uh, Kira Dunn, um, and I think it was in the last uh, 25 minutes or so in the game, I think, you know, do you remember that? And it, it was uh, in the, the six-yard box, nobody on him, and he didn't even hit the target, skied it way over the bar, he should have buried that one, should have put it in the back of the net, it was really poor from him, um, but credit uh, to Ross County, they dug in, and they got the point, and it was a fantastic strike from Jason Naismith, I thought it was a Unbelievable yeah. strike, took it really well, and a lot, a lot of people uh, know that I've been very critical of Ross County this season, but they, I felt as though, <laughs> like towards the end of the game, mate, they got really hard done by. That was a, that was a blatant goal, wasn't it? It was even like I know, could, it was a confusing one. That was very confusing. Yeah, at first, like see when you you first see it, you're like I don't think that's over the line, but see when you see the replays, you're like, yeah, that's clearly over the line. But you can, in a sense, you can understand, like. Like in real time for the linesman not to give it because it just happens so quickly and you're like oh what just happened there and yeah of course, it was a goal it was a blatant goal 
but uh, even like, I'll give Owen Coyle a bit of credit. He didn't harp on it after the game. He said, "Yeah, we could, we could have won the game, but uh, that's a that's a good point for Hart, uh, for Ross County. It's a good point for Ross County, and considering as well, right, that Hearts are very well organised, uh, uh, like side. They're very hard to break down." Really good defensively, and they managed to get a goal. I mean, they really concede. They always keep clean sheets, and uh, Ross County managed to score a fantastic strike in the uh, Hearts. So yeah, yeah, it was they got a bit hard done by towards the end because it was a blatant goal. Um, but that could have been a big three points for Ross County. It really could have been. Yeah, I mean, I agree about what. Of course, it would have been a brilliant three points. Um, Hearts should be, you know. Disappointed. Uh, despite what happened at the end of the game, Hearts should be very disappointed to be drawn with Ross County. You know, if, if we're going to drop points against Ross County, how was all finish above them? Yeah, that is, that is poor from Hearts. You know, it shouldn't have been as close as it was. Uh, and we shouldn't have had that scare of Hearts. If the teams, if the teams Hearts should be doing, you know, yeah. our fighting organisation. Uh, but from a Ross County point of view, you know, we did, we played well. Uh, we were talking, you know, in the last episode that Ross County maybe going to find a bit of form after the last result, and you know, a draw against Hearts uh, could be a sign of finding a bit of form because Hearts are, you know, one of the top teams in this league supposed to be. So yeah, Ross County should just be happy yeah, with the draw. Um, should be disappointed. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I remember I said uh, on the last episode I felt it was so. That result against Hearts, eh, no, sorry, against um, Dundee was a fluke. I felt as though it was a fluke, if I'm being honest. Um, but even though it was a decent performance from Ross County, it's, that's, that's two point. Like that's that could have been a big win for them. That could have been. But from as you were saying about Hearts, I would be quite annoyed if I were Craig Levine because Ross County are a team that Hearts should be beaten, and that's two points drop for uh, Hearts. Like, and Ross County bottom of the league right now and Hamilton are above them Hamilton have three games in hand right? it's still it's looking quite bleak for Ross County at the moment and um, obviously Ross County have only won four games under Owen Coyle regardless of the position that they're in and the resources they have that is still pretty poor four games have won all season under Jim McIntyre they, they were not sitting bottom of the league this time last season they were at least around about eighth or seventh. They were, I think, at one point. Uh, I think uh, last season, they were, uh, at this point, uh, last season, they were fighting for top six. Now they're sitting rock bottom. So it still gets two games unbeaten for Ross County, but it's still, still not looking great for them. Even though it was a decent performance, still not look, looking great. And Hearts uh, star man, uh, how do you pronounce it? It's Durham. Uh, uh, Durham is that how you say it? Dejum, Dejum, yeah, out for seven or eight months. That's a, it's a big blow. It's a real shame for him and uh, Hearts, uh, because he was a, uh, he's, he's a terrific player in my opinion, and I think he'd be a big loss for Hearts. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it is a shame, but you know, we're going to go on because you know, look at the positivity of you know, every team injuries and then every team injuries. So, you know, it's a big loss, but you know, it's just something to make up. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, it's so, a shame for the player. Mm-hmm. He'll, he'll yeah, seven or eight months. It's a, it's a, it's a tragic. It's a, but it is what it is. It's part and partial of uh, the game of football. And um, yeah, like as we're just saying, it's two points drop for Hearts, but Levine said it was a fair result uh, when he looks at it in reflection. And then Kyle Lafty, I think 16 goals this season. Um, I was quite critical of Kyle Lafty, but he's proved me wrong. He seems to be quite a. Decent acquisition for Hearts, scoring goals, and he's. I didn't. I didn't know he had that free kick ability in him. If I'm being honest, I think that's two or three free yeah, kicks he scored this season. Well, well struck free kick. Yeah. Mm, yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, so well, we just need to wait and see what happens. Um, Hearts have Rangers next weekend. That'll be that'll be a big one for Rangers and Hearts. Uh, there's no guarantee Rangers will win that game because Hearts just really difficult to break down. Really. Levine has got them really well organised, well drilled, and they actually have a game plan. That's what they do. Before under Caffrey, we didn't have that. Under Levine, they do have that. But yeah, 
not much really you can say about that game. It was a fantastic game of football, was it? But yeah, a, a point apiece for both teams. So it helps beat Aberdeen 2 0 at Easter Road at the weekend there. And let's just be honest about it, mate. That that was a really, really poor performance from Aberdeen. Hibs were outstanding, to say the least. They were outstanding in every single area of the park. They just utterly dominated Aberdeen. What do you make of the game, mate? The same as me? Uh, yeah, I completely agree. Aberdeen were very, very, very poor. Really well. And it's a, it's a good clean sheet for Hibs as well. Uh, you know, Aberdeen really need to start performing against the, you know... The bigger teams? The yeah. The bigger team. I mean, it's a terrific meal for Hibs. And, uh, you know, we were saying when uh, last podcast, uh, Marciano, Hibs goalkeeper, we said he had a good game against Shane as well. Not a clean sheet, you know. Uh, a couple of, couple of decent saves in this game, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I thought Hibs uh, in the midfield were tremendous. Um, they were just totally bullied Aberdeen. Again, exactly, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt, but that's something that really should be put to down. I mean, Scott Allen, you know, uh, Magellan, McGill, they're just... They're clicking right now, aren't they? Off each other, yeah, very, very, very good. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it was. Um, Aberdeen, final third, really poor. They really struggled to break down Hibs. Defensively, I thought that was the best I've seen Hibs all season. They were really good defensively. Um, Aberdeen just lacked imagination. They, they lacked bravery. Um, I don't know what it is with Aberdeen when they... like they made, Say, Patoja on the season, they beat Hibs 4-0. And then they go to Easter Road and they get completely battered off uh, Hibs. Like, see when, when you look at the stats in that game and when you see the game, you're thinking, how's how'd that finish 2-0? Uh, really, like Hibs were just they were putting some really fantastic stuff, and after the game as well, you heard Neil Lennon come out and say that was Hibs' best performance this season. I think, I think that's what he said, and now again, uh, like especially in the final third, I'm not picking on now again because he's been fantastic since he came in, uh, came back to Aberdeen, but he was he was quiet, he was really quiet, um, like everyone in basically I'm not singling him out, but basically Aberdeen specifically in the final third were non-existent. They were really non-existent. And of course I'm missing Graham Shinney, right? Big loss. But see if you need to rely on one player, you know, if you need to rely on Graham Shinney as a be-all and end-all, that is extremely worrying, isn't it? That they, yeah. they need to rely on one player to, like, that's a be-all and end-all. Because I was uh, speaking to JJ the, uh, the other day and he was saying, oh, we're, we're going to, I think they're playing Celtic uh, in the next game. I mean, oh, we're going to get beat. There's, we haven't got Graham Shinney. And I'm like, what kind of mentality is that? Like, when we went and played Aberdeen, uh, when Rangers went and played Aberdeen at Pataudry, um and e- even when we went and played uh, Hibs at Easter Road, we were missing some key players. We still managed to beat Aberdeen at Pataudry and still managed to beat uh, Hibs at Easter Road. So... That's a poor excuse in my opinion. Aberdeen on the day were really poor and I don't understand what it is with Dent McInnes like, changing the formation up in big games like that. I don't understand it. It's, it's a strange one in my opinion. Uh, and uh, one yeah, th- There's Yeah, I know where you come from. Yeah. Yeah. See, Mackay Stephen, like, he had a fantastic... Last time... Yeah. Like, see the, see the last time... Like, see the last time uh, Aberdeen played Hibs, um, Mackay Stephen got a hat to it, right, and I thought he was outstanding, but as I was saying, I feel as though he's very inconsistent, and see when it comes to, like, the big games, right, like that, for example, when they're playing against Hibs, when, they, when they're playing against Rangers, Celtic, they don't turn up like the players like we just talking about Mackay Stephen even though he got a hat trick against Hibs before yeah that was great but see when he comes up against teams like Rangers Ab- uh, Rangers and Celtic they, like he, he like he freezes the Aberdeen team freezes right and I think the next game is Aberdeen versus Celtic it's Aberdeen's next game right and if Celtic win that do you know though that would be nine wins in a row Celtic would have over Aberdeen nine wins in a row <laughs> that is terrible and Rangers have already beaten uh, Aberdeen three times 
this season, right? That's three in a row. And we and obviously we need to play them one more time in the league and maybe the cup. So if Rangers play them one more time in the league and beat them in the league, right? That's four in a row. That I don't know what it is, but Aberdeen in big games they seem to bottle it. Especially away from home as well. They seem to bottle it. And of course, yeah, it's all fine and dandy if you're beating the teams that you should be beating, but seeing it comes up against the old firm and hips, that's even hearts as well, that's the teams you need to that's where you really need to step up, right? And Aberdeen just don't do it under Dynamic McKinnon at this moment in time. Don't know what it is. But yeah, they just got completely like battered. And this is where I'm really going to criticise Dennett McInnes, right? I don't understand why he is starting uh, Woodman uh, ahead of Rogers. I think Danny Rogers, in my opinion, right, is the most underrated goalkeeper in the league. I think Danny Rogers is a very solid goalkeeper. He's a safe pair of hands, and I don't know why he's not getting a start. I don't understand that one at all. And, yeah, I know we've been really critical, critical of Aberdeen uh, on the assignment, but it has to be said, defensively as well, they were just all over the place. Did you see in the highlights when, um, I think it might have been for the first goal, first or, I think it was the first goal, and Kenny McLean is going mental, he's going berserk at Andy Considine. It's just really, it's really poor defending. That's what it was. They were just all over the place. And see what, I don't know what it is, see when Aberdeen concede at first, right? They seem to freeze and that's it like they're basically accepting defeat at that moment as soon as they concede yeah. first they're like okay we don't have the, 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 like seen Saturday uh, they are, uh, the, there was no leaders on that part they, they just they, there was no it looked like there was no leaders like of course Graham Shinney's a go to guy but you can't always rely on him you know like you need to yeah. if he gets injured that's when you need to regroup and be, be like okay let's do this right, let, let's like galvanise the squad and let's try and get a good result, good performance. And that's what happens. Aberdeen need to sort that out. When they could see that first, they need to, to not bottle it and just go into a shell and be like, okay, we're going to lose this now. So it's really poor, in my opinion. But yeah, credit to Hibs, I thought. Hibs, outstanding. And uh, McLaren looks to be quite a decent acquisition for Hibs, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Hibs, no one in business for Hibs has been been pretty good I think you I think the addition of Scott Allen mate, has been like massive for Hibs. Scott Allen has been outstanding since he's uh, went to Hibs. And we were saying before, and I think in the recent episode, Scott Allen was really struggling at Dundee, but since he made the switch to Hibs, he just looks so at home. He just looks so comfortable. Yeah. He just yeah, like yeah, he does. Yeah, he looks settled there. That's the club for Scott Allen Hibs. Yeah, the guy's got talent, he is. The guy's a talented footballer. And I think, obviously, he made the switch to Celtic, didn't work out. Dundee didn't get a lot of game time for some reason. Don't think McCann fancied him, which is quite mind-boggling. But he's he's thriving at Hibs. And um, he always, I think in the summer, it'll be a permanent move. He'll make the permanent switch to Hibs, which will be beneficial to Scott Allen as a whole in his development. Because the guy needs to be playing football. And yeah, the, the signing, the signing of of Scott Allen going to Celtic was, it was just, it was done just annoy Rangers, but it was, yeah, it's good. It, well, obviously he's a good player, Scott Allen, and you just you'll kick on from this. Uh, I think he will actually, and uh, Canberry as well. I thought he put in a decent shift. Uh, he got a goal as well, uh, so he did. And uh, yeah, overall, I think don't think there's much else we can really add here. Right? Just our all round brilliant performance from the Highbies. 
So uh, Dundee got back to winning ways. Um, they went to Fur Hill and beat uh, Partick Thistle two one. And yeah, Simon Murray, Ben, two goals uh, in the last ten minutes uh, for the big man. Yeah, it was, um, I was going to call it in actually. Simon Murray was very very impressive. It took not his strategy, but even some of the attempts he had that didn't go in the ball. You know, also taken very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a good game. Uh, he had a good signing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, yeah, took his chances well. Yeah, yeah he, he was a big player that game. Oh yeah, he was an absolute pest throughout the whole game. Caused them a lot of problems, and obviously he got two goals. And I think that's he, he scored sixteen goals this season. And I, I was surprised when Hibbs let him go. Um, I was really surprised at that one, but Simon Murray looks like he will be a, a really key opponent for a, oh sorry, no key opponent, a key player, sorry, he'd be an absolute key player for Dundee, and yeah, like, that's what Dundee were kind of lacking, we're kind of lacking for that, sh- that go-to guy in the final third that would get them a lot of goals, and Simon Murray looks to be that guy, you know, and yeah, he was. He, I thought he was tremendous uh, throughout the whole game, and yeah, like it'll be. I think if Dundee are going to stay up in the league, Simon Murray will keep them up. I think that's safe yeah, to say. Yeah, I was going to say that as well. Really. That, he could be the boy that does keep them. I mean, if, if they keep up, if they can win the next few games, then there probably won't be any worries that they will get relegated. To be honest, I mean, mm-hmm. if the team is bold or being a you know up to it, but you know, definitely Simon Murray if he keeps up the form and he will be the player, you know. Away from that, you know, bottom three, that, that bottom two, anyway, you know, so mm-hmm. uh, they've they've obviously Johnson, haven't they? So, uh, yeah. they have, yeah. I wouldn't be overly worried if I was a Dundee uh, fan, especially if Tanner Murray is going to hit a bit of form and score some goals. In. I think we should be fine. I think we'll be fine. Yeah, I think they'll be fine as well. Um, because that was a, a great sign for Dundee, and yeah, it was, I thought it was a really decent performance from Dundee. Um, I think they overall deserved the three points and they showed a lot of character. Uh, especially in the last 10 minutes to come back uh, and win the game losing 1-0 and then they came back and uh, won the game that was tremendous from them Uh, Paul McGowan I thought was uh, really good as well played some decent stuff and yeah even um, defensively I thought they were fine Stephen Colker I thought was I think he just needs a bit more game time and he'll be like like he's a quality player and he'll be back to like his old form like from what he showed down south so just need a bit, it needs a bit more game time and I think he will be absolutely fine and it, yeah it, it was a good strike from Conor Salmon though to be fair um it was a decent strike from Conor Salmon and Conor Salmon uh, before when he was at Kilmarnock when he was at Hearts he was terrible <laughs> being really blunt about that and at Thistle it seems like Alan Archibald seems to has managed to get some get like some good form out of him. And and some goals as well. So yeah, sat sat as well. It's a nice wee story for Simon Money. Um, Simon Money grew up a Dundee fan, and he said after the game that he was living his boyhood dreams, going for his uh, the team that he grew up supporting. And yeah, he's he is a pest. That's what he is. He just causes defend yeah. defenders a lot of problems. And I, I credit to Dundee. They showed um, a lot of character, and they responded well after that embarrassing defeat to Ross County the other week and they showed a lot of fight and credit to them so I think as you were saying they'll be fine I think Dundee Th- part of this although they are they're, they are going to be in amongst them, aren't they it's safe to say yeah, yeah. I mean the goal difference is like a worst in the interesting to see what will happen there but yeah credit to Dundee great three points Simon Murray on form so yeah but I still am I'm surprised that Hibs got rid of Simon Murray but I mean you really like it but it's Simon Murray for Scott Allen in a sense not a bad deal is it because look how well the Hibs are doing with Scott Allen and Dundee they're kicking on right now with um, Simon Murray so yeah not a bad deal so uh, Rangers beat uh, Hamilton uh, 5-3 at the weekend there, Ben. And it was a great game for the neutral, uh, don't you agree? It was some great football on show. Yeah, it was. Um, I think it was a good game. Uh, I think it was a good game for the neutral. Um, 
goals, you know, first four goals and uh, you know, five goals really and Twenty minutes, half an hour, wasn't it, something like that? So yeah, it was a tremendous yeah, it was, game. At half time, it was four to me, and um, I felt as though uh, Rangers start like obviously the first five minutes, Rangers didn't start off all that great. Um, then Rangers responded really, really well. Uh, Jamie Murphy uh, took took his goal well, and Jamie Murphy has turned out to be a really great addition to Rangers squad. I like him a lot. He's really coming into a bit of form. Um, Josh Windass. Uh, hit a shot <laughs> and then the goalkeeper fumbled it into the net what an absolute howler that was <laughs> um, uh, Josh Windass obviously he had a good game it has to be said scored a hat-trick um, he scored 8 goals in the last 5 games which is astonishing <laughs> and he's, I have to admit he's on form and Morales uh, put in a really good performance as well uh, yeah I was really impressed with Morales um, it was, Rangers played some really good stuff I'm being honest mate I was uh, played some really good stuff um and made not the ball not the ball around really really well. Um, there was really no com- not a lot of complaints. I was really happy with performance. Um, David Templeton um, took his goal well, even though it was a really poor clearance from Russell Martin. Uh, so it was uh, Russell Martin didn't have a fantastic game if I'm being honest, but three points in the bag. <laughs> but yeah, Hamilton defensively it has to be said, Ben, worst defence in the league. Can they look like a bunch of schoolboys trying to defend, don't they? Yeah, it's it's very poor. Um, you know, to concede five goals against you know any team's poor, but to concede five goals against Rangers, I think as I said, I think you can laughable. Ah, but I wouldn't say no. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say laughable because in Rangers, <laughs> yeah, that was a wee cheap bite that one there. <laughs> no, but right, really, really, honestly, all seriousness, no Rangers in the the final third. Uh, like we've we've got so we're really good in the final third. We've got a lot of attacking options. We lined up with a four four one one with Windass playing in behind Morales and Murphy in left hand side was tremendous. Candice has been outstanding recently, and we've we, like in the final third especially even in the wide areas we are we cause teams a lot of problems. Before we never seen that, and now we are like creating a lot of opportunities. Even though Rangers create a lot of chances but miss them we've still managed to score goals so that's one thing that can be said that we've never done before so right now we're playing some good stuff not a lot of, com- not a lot of complaints of course a bit disappointed to be conceding three goals but three points five goals can't really argue with much I'm being honest and especially with Celtic dropping points um, yeah. At home, Rangers had to really yeah. capitalise on that and had to really pounce on that. So big, a big result for Rangers, yeah. They started dropping points because they've conceded three goals and still won the game, which is which is a good achievement, you know, pretty much for it. I mean, because mm. the last time no, we played, Hamilton three goals are going to lose. Let's be honest, you don't get many mm-hmm, exactly. teams that are four three or five three. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's a, it a good result for Rangers. Uh, I guess Hamilton or not, they were away from home in. Yeah, you know, so yeah, it's an, it's an impressive victory for Rangers. It was. I eh? should be disappointed to concede three goals, but yeah, of course, yeah, know. of course, that's I was disappointed that. And uh, David Bates and Russell Martin, they didn't have a great game at all. Um, but there's just not really a whole lot of complaints. I've just been nitpicking, if I'm being honest. And uh, everyone knows yeah, when yeah. we do the Rangers segment, we tend to go on a bit long. But <laughs> yeah, there's not really. Um, it's Sean Goss, I thought had a good game as well. Um, Windass signed a new deal. Did you see that during the week, Ben? Josh Windass in a one year extension. Uh, so he did, yeah. and it, it has it's to be bad. said. I think you should be happy with that because I'm, I'm right in saying you had you know the complaints about Windass and the last episode. Was it? Oh yeah, yeah I, I, I did. Yeah, I mean. It, well, he's in good form, so yeah. It has yeah, to be said, mate. Like, I, I, it has to be said, mate. Like, he's been in form in this season. Um, everyone knows I'm not a big Windass fan, but he's been on form. He's scoring goals at the moment. He's scoring goals for fun, <laughs> and he's he's playing with confidence. So, yeah, he's he's more than deserving of that new deal. It has to be said. It does, and yeah. So three points in the bag for Rangers and. Nine points behind Celtic, right? I'm not uh, suggesting anything, right? I'm not suggesting anything, right? All I'm saying is, nine points is not impossible. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Okay, that's all. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Nine points is not impossible. Okay. So, is it? Is it nine points? 
is it? Yeah, nine points, yeah, it is. It is. Nine points. So, it's not impossible, so. Just need to wait and see. Um, yeah, so, Hamilton, though, really, like, defensively, let's speak about Hamilton. Defensively, they've been poor all season. All season long, they've been horrendous. What is yeah, the problem yeah. here? Like, what is an issue? Yeah. I don't get it. Just, like, really, like, how can, how can a team be that poor, like, defensively? I've not seen a team defend that badly in a long time. It was embarrassing to watch. It really, it really was embarrassing. It, they were just, look, they just looked like a bunch of headless chickens. When Rangers were, were attacking, uh, running at them and attacking them, they didn't know what to do. Schoolboys. Yeah. yeah, they had so, Rangers had so much space. It was just really, really poor. So it's safe to say, mate, Hamilton will be in that dogfight in the playoffs. Surely, yeah, definitely. Yeah. The goal difference is terrible. They've got two games in hand, uh, so you know that'll benefit them. They could move above Dundee, really, with the two games in hand. So, mm-hmm. if Dundee drop points, so. Yeah. You know, very important games, the games in hand. I don't know how they're against, but very, very important for Hamilton. They really need but to work on that. If they've been defending, you know, we're not going to get victories, we're not going to. You see, the fact that goals at home is, is terrible, so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if we're going to keep defending the school boys, they won't take very many points in these, two, you know, the two games they've got, but. And do you know last time Rangers played? I do know last time Rangers played Hamilton. Do you know they beat us two 0 at Ibrox? Two 0 when they kicked the country at Ibrox. That just shows you how far Rangers have came since then. Yeah. <laughs> it just shows yeah. you, mate. Yeah. So came on loops and bounds. You know that you know the temporary manager has been. Yeah, he's he's got Rangers at Aberdeen. So look at that. Oh yeah, exactly. And Graham Murray's beat Aberdeen three times. So yeah, Graham Murray seems to be settling into the role uh, quite well. Which is good to see. He's got the right people around him, like Jimmy Nicol, uh, Jimmy Nicol, and uh, obviously the board have backed him uh, in the January window. And just uh, I think it's uh, Rangers right now that we're in a decent place at the moment. So, and I, I, we were talking about it last week, mate. I think Rangers will get set, and I don't see Aberdeen getting it at all. Um, I really don't. I don't see Rangers uh, throwing this one away whatsoever. So, yeah, overall, great three points for Rangers. And um, so we'll move on to this weekend's uh, fixtures that will be coming up. Oh, but oh, before we do, Ben, we need to do the performance of the weekend and the player of the weekend. So, Ben, what was your performance of the weekend and what was your player of the weekend? Uh, well, you've sprung this on me, Scott. <laughs> performance of the weekend. <laughs> what team, what team uh, had the best performance? At the weekend there. Hibs, definitely. Oh, Hibs. It's fair yeah, enough. To be, you know, being a team above them. Yeah, Aberdeen are, are a good team despite their poor performance. But Hibs are solid. Uh, I was really impressed watching Hibs. Player of the weekend, I don't know. Um, Who would you say had the best performance all weekend? <laughs> Come on, mate. Simon Murray. Simon Murray. Oh, fair enough. Ah, you. I thought you were just so. You just did not want to mention Rangers player, did you? <laughs> no, I did not. Right, Josh so, Anderson as well for the hat trick, I suppose. So Josh Anderson, Simon Murray, but that Simon Murray's, you know, his first two goals for Dundee. It was a, it was a big game. It was two goals late on, very important goals. That first point, the first goal looked like it was going to rescue a point, and then the, he scored a one on the ninety or so. You know, it was a hard one between Simon Murray actually and. Like I'm going to go with Simon Murray due to the importance of the late goals. Fair enough. Um, my performance of the weekend will have to be Hibs. I'll need to be Hibs, absolutely. Hibs, uh, as you said, kept a clean sheet uh, against a team that's uh, above them and they beat them comfortably 2-0 and not uh, totally dominated them. So, yeah, Hibs' uh, performance of the weekend and my player of the weekend would be Jamie Murphy. Even though Windass got a hat trick, but still I thought Jamie Murphy was the unsung hero in that game. He got an assist, got a goal, and his just overall play was like totally fantastic. It was tremendous to watch, and I think Jamie Murphy, he'll be a, he's going to be a player for us. I like Jamie he's Murphy a lot. It is indeed, mate. Yeah, second goal we scored against yeah. the other week. Um, yeah, so I thought he was outstanding to say the least. So uh, we'll get up uh, this weekend's uh, fixtures. Ben, do you want to do that? For us? 
get up uh, in fact no it doesn't matter mate it's, I've already got them up it's alright I've already got it sorted so this weekend's fixtures we've got an early kick off uh, Kermarnock versus Hibs that is going to be a good one because Kermarnock are in form so are Hibs Hibs beat Rangers in, in Aberdeen uh, recently so they'll be they'll be expecting to try and get something so and Kermarnock obviously flying right now so how do you see that one going Kermarnock and Hibs at Rugby Park See the games this weekend, by the way. Pff, a lot of good games. <laughs> a lot of good games here. Is that, uh, next next week's episode is going to be a cracker, I'll tell you that. Um, Dundee vs Motherwell. Dundee vs Motherwell. Oh, sorry, uh, before we move That's on from that. Oh, sorry, before we move on from that, I forgot to give my prediction for Kamal and Hibs. Kamal uh, versus Hibs, I'm going to go for a. I'm going to go, I'm going to go one each. So uh, Dundee versus Motherwell at Dens Park. Just another really interesting game. Dundee, you know, poor form compared to Motherwell, but you know there's not a lot, uh, you know, points between them. Uh, I think Motherwell will win. To be honest, it'll be interesting to see Simon Murray play again. Uh, but I think Motherwell will edge it. I think two 0 to Motherwell. So uh, Dundee Motherwell, I'm going to go for a. Uh... When I say Dundee will win 1 0 with a sound money goal. Um, Aki's versus Thistle. But what are you for that one? Big game. Big, big game. Because Aki's, of course, uh, conceded five goals at home in Rangers, right? Uh, Thistle, uh, both teams are coming off a loss, so. It's going to be. It's good. And obviously, they're both uh, in, among, in amongst the, the relegation fight, so. Uh, be intriguing. Yeah, I. Oh mate, there's so many good ones, man. Uh, I fancy, I fancy Perfect Thistle. 1-0. I'm going to go for a... 7. I'm going to go 2 each. 2 each. Yep. And uh, this weekend, mate, we're going, to, we're going to have a wee bit of a... I don't know, we need to have a discussion what the, the main event will be. Because some cracking games, right? So, next one, Rangers versus Hearts. That is going to be a cracker as well. I'm going yeah, to go. We've also got a hard game, so yeah, uh, it's a good chance for Hearts because uh, you know, like it's likely have some drop points. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, good, good, I'll be a good competition. Yeah, and the uh, Hearts obviously very, very well organised under Levine. They're very hard to break down, but Rangers have a lot of quality in the final third and especially in the wide areas. So. It will be. It's going to be a good game. That will be a really good competitive game, as you said. So, I'm going to go for a Rangers two one victory. I mean, Rangers will nick it two one. Yeah, two one as well. I'll just go with two one as well. And St. Johnson won. Uh, oh, I hope he does, mate. I hope he does. I hope he continues to prove me wrong and score goals and shut me up. So, um, St. Johnson versus Ross County. Ross County will win 
But I, I think Luton have got every chance because Johnson have been so bad. So. But then again, they went to Parkhead, got a point. Does he make yeah, their confidence? Might give them a bit of confidence. Yeah, I, I fancy Ross Quinn still. Um, you know, we've, we've done that before, so Johnson has been Because I think Celtic make it nine in a row. I do. Because Aberdeen uh, always seem to bottle it as we're saying earlier on against the old firm and the the bigger teams. And yeah, I'm going to say that right now. I think it will be nine in a row for Celtic because Dent McInnes does not know how to play against Celtic or Rangers at this moment in time for that matter. So I'm going to go for a Celtic. The coming bear in mind Celtic will be playing Zenit on Thursday. So, I believe might try to, like, I don't know, like, maybe take advantage of that. Um, in fact, I might go for a Celtic 2-1. Celtic 1-2-1. Yeah, I'll say 2-1 or 3-1. 2-1 or 3-1. And, yeah, we've got more fixtures as well, uh, like, after that, obviously. So, there'll be two podcasts next week, mate. There'll be obviously, one doing the weekend's fixtures, uh, weekend results, and then we've got midweek games. Uh, on Tuesday and then we've got them on Wednesday so Tuesday, Wednesday games next week so aye two podcasts next week mate aye so um, anything else that we might need to anything else we need to talk about no uh, no I don't think so I think we've no I don't think so mate. No, I think that's uh, I think we've pretty much uh, covered everything so we have so um, until uh, next time guys um, take care and we will see you soon